Hey everybody, welcome. This episode is called It Takes a Village, and we're just going to dive right into this one. So here is my poem from Pick Your Poison Volume 1, It Takes a Village. On the high days, I'm a goddess, a lone golden wolf with an iron howl, but the low days tend to hit me quick and fierce like a deadly winter gale. My fangs are blown from my jaw, my thick pelt freezes and shatters, and what's left is just a child without her village. I really love this one. I've always been really, really happy with how this one came out, and it definitely is still very relatable to me now in this part of my recovery. I wrote this one a long time ago probably like two years ago. Less, oh, less than, less than two years ago. I'm two years and seven months sober now talking about this. And it's still relevant because it speaks to the polarity of like the really good days and the really bad days. And I know what you know, I know you know, what? (laughs) I know you know what I'm talking about. When we're just going about our stuff, we're not thinking about white-knuckling our sobriety, we're just having a really good day, you know, nothing bad is going on, everything's going our way, we feel balanced and happy and energized and motivated and driven, and we just, like, we feel so good. And then there's those days that feel hopeless and difficult and just... Like, oh, I see. I see how I got myself addicted to a substance. It's because of shit like this. Yeah, you know? It's those times. I think it's pretty um, pretty good to be talking about this right now, just kind of nestled right into the holiday season. We just had American Thanksgiving. Christmas is just around the corner. You might be listening to this in July. I don't know. <laughs> But there's always holidays. You know, there's always holidays going on. But I'm going to speak to the folks right now who have just experienced Thanksgiving and who are just about to have Christmas. And, you know, the holiday parties are happening and the get-togethers and the shenanigans and the holiday stress is on high. Everything could have been going just fine, Right? And then you go to Thanksgiving and you're reminded of how hellish your parents can be or how hellish your sister is or that uncle or your grandmother or anyone or just being around family or maybe all of them are huge drinkers or maybe they're all so perfect you feel like you don't belong. You feel like a black sheep there. There's a million different scenarios where that can be a really tough experience. Especially when we go about our daily lives, everything's good, everything's awesome. We're feeling like goddesses, right? We're just embodying this recovery, this sobriety. Oh yeah, we're taking life by the storm. We're just nailing out the achievements and the accomplishments and everything's good. And then boom, 
Our fangs are ripped from our jaws. Our pelt freezes and shatters, and we're just a child again. We're not this fierce creature that's ready to take on anything. We don't need anyone or anybody. We're just going. We're just, you know, driven by our own desire and our own heat and all of this energy that we've built up and all of this momentum. And we're just like a shooting star just fucking streaking across the sky, you know? But then we're reminded of these things that we were drinking to numb. We come across something that used to fucking kill us. And suddenly, we're not fierce anymore. We're just a little child again. We're stripped down to our very basicness, our vulnerable selves, our innocent selves, the ones that are so susceptible to trauma, emotion, heartbreak, all this stuff. And it was in those moments that we went into crisis mode. We went into survival mode and we did what we had to, to make it through. And I'm talking about, and for me, it was drinking. It was easy. It was easy to, you know, just open up another bottle of wine at Christmas dinner, right? Everybody else is doing it. It's easy to hide. It's easy to have, like, not even really realize after a while that you're being triggered by something that's going on there. Something is lurking. But you're so, it's already ingrained in you that you're doing this whole uh, drinking act. You know, you've been doing it for years, decades, who knows? So you just do it automatically, but you're covering up some sort of emotional response that's happening. It might not be happening, but it could be happening. And you're not even engaging with it. You don't even know it's there. So when you take the alcohol away and you go to things like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Mother's Day or birthday parties, Easter, what have you, And you don't have this life vest anymore. You turn that shit in, you know? You left the life, the lifeboat at home. There's no sailing away into oblivion tonight. You're going head on into that storm, that deadly winter gale. And it is coming right at you. And you don't have a jacket. You don't have your cool wolf pelt. You don't have anything. You're just this naked little baby in the snow, in a blizzard. What what do you do? And when I say you're just a child without your village, that's a whole thing too. It's a whole other part of this. We'll get into that in just a just a bit. But at this point, you've got a choice. (laughs) You're naked in the snow. You're shelterless. You're lifeboatless. What do you do? Sure, you could drink again. 
But once you see, you can't unsee, right? Once you taste sobriety and these steps we've made to, to get ourselves to that goddess state where we're feeling so good and just killing at life, you know, we're just owning our shit and doing so well. Once we experience that, when you drink again, it's not the same because you have this awareness of exactly what you're doing. It's not this ignorant bliss anymore. It's very conscious. I'm having this glass of wine because I can't take this right now. And when we make that choice, we deny ourselves a very beautiful, amazing opportunity for growth. Because when we're in these moments, these are the moments that break us. And if we let it break us the right way, oh, magic happens. I know you know what I mean because you lovely folks in recovery or thinking about recovery or know people in recovery, you know the moment that you decided or your friends decided or your family, whatever, to get sober, that moment was a broken moment where you shattered into a million pieces. You decided, I can't, I can't live life like this anymore. I have to do something differently, right? We have to do something different. So you make a change. You stop poisoning yourself nightly. You stop drinking to get through every single day. And suddenly you're making the opposite choice. You're doing sobriety instead. That's a huge catalyst. And I'm sure a lot of you can attest to the fact that amazing things started happening after you started making those decisions to not hurt yourself anymore, to not repeat the past, to not do the negative pattern over and over and over again. You did it differently. You let it break you. And when you broke, you grew. It's like when you work out a muscle, what happens is the muscle when you're lifting weights, let's say, you're tearing the muscle. And when it tears, new muscle forms over and that muscle gets bigger. It's the same thing with our consciousness, our emotional journey, our spiritual journey, if you're into that. (laughs) We grow and expand. And it's this, as Rob Bell would say, Love Rob Bell. I got a bit of this episode from him today, but diving deeper into just this little facet of what he was talking about, this episode called The Endless Invitation, and I highly recommend that you listen to it. I think it'll resonate with a lot of you. I love him so much. When When you don't decide to do it differently, you're denying the invitation to grow. And this happens every time you go to Thanksgiving, every time you go to Christmas, every time you go to a New Year's Eve party and you know there's going to be champagne, 
beer pong and the <laughs> you know you have this incredible opportunity to choose differently to do something different so for a long time i had this duality with the bad days and the good days, where I thought the bad days were a mark of I'm doing something wrong. And the good days were the mark of some being, something being done right. And the more good days I have, the better at recovery I was. And now I'm not so sure that's true. I think that we need both. And it's not good and bad. They're just different. It's like the good days are recovery days. Like at the gym, again, if you want to go with that. I've been on a a fitness kick, which I'm hoping is a fitness lifestyle. And uh, sorry about my fridge in the background. If you can hear a slight humming, I am doing this on my kitchen table. This is apartment living, folks. Apartment, low budget, giving you some free... (laughs) podcasts okay (laughs) when I'm rich I will invest in a refrigerator that does not hum how about that (laughs) okay but back to what I was saying you go hard at the gym you fight you go hard right and you're trying to make changes advances to your uh to your body to your mind mental state, emotional state, you're just sweating it out, putting the work in, that's just like the work, the emotional and spiritual work that we're doing in recovery, right? We're trying to uh, to better ourselves, to break negative patterns, to heal, to be better, conscious, expansive human beings, who are here to help others and be compassionate and awesome, right? We're here to be awesome. So those days are hard. And I feel like the good, the quote, quote, good days, the goddess feeling days where we're just like, ah, radiant golden sunshine people. Those are the recovery days where you're just like, you can breathe and you can relax. Everything is good, you know, like balanced, awesome. But then there's days that you fight again, you know? We're going to just, we're going to not take for granted those days that we feel incredible and like a million bucks because we're going to be in the ring again, fucking punching, (laughs) punching to make it through another day clean and sober, right? (laughs) I used to think that the good days it was like I I was kind of lulled into a false sense of security, you know? I felt like, oh, oh my God, everything's good. Everything's great. Never, Things will never be bad again. I've finally done it. But then they'd be bad again. they swing right the back, back the other way. I'd be like, holy shit, I was so wrong. Why wasn't I prepared for this? Oh my God, cravings out of nowhere. What is going on? And then there'd be good days. I'd be like, oh man, whew. That was shitty, but I don't even remember what it feels like in this moment. I feel like I've always felt good, you know? I used to think 
that it meant I was doing something wrong. But I'm here to tell you, it means that you are on an epic journey. And the quests never end. There's rests. And then there's another quest. You get out your broadsword and you kill the Hydra. And then you rest. The good days are the reward for all the hard work. Whew, there's a lot in this poem. <laughs> I'm thinking about so much right now. About what's in here. Wow. Because it's also a reminder. It's a reminder that we need community. And it's a reminder uh, when we need to focus on ourselves. Because it's those, those golden wolf goddess days where we we start expanding out, right? We start looking for projects, places to put our energy, places to put our love and our compassion. And we, we spread our wings out and we're bringing people in, we're hugging, we're, we're going off on new adventures. We're making these big leaps and promises. And like for me, I do when I feel really good and energized and have a lot of creative juice going, I start thinking about all these projects, right? I start thinking, oh man, I got to write another book. Oh man, I'm going to write another poetry collection. I got to uh, do this shit on my website. Oh, you know what? I should start a brand new business. Oh my God, I should go open up a retreat center. Let's start Googling places to do that out of. Like, two, like that's huge, right? Like big world ideas. They start expanding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we start chasing them. Then you have one of those bad days, those winter blizzard days where you're just a little baby. Babies can't run retreat centers. They need a lot of care and nurturing. And it takes a goddamn village to raise a child. Do you hear me? On those days, you need nurturing. You don't need to be pushing yourself, spreading yourself so thin. Those days are amazing reminders to care for yourself. To get zoned in on you and do what you need to do to heal. A lot of people on this journey are deeply, deeply compassionate. We're so soft-hearted. And I love that about us. And we just want to heal the world. And we want to hug everyone. And that's so good. But sometimes we reach our arms too wide. And it's almost like our arms dislocate from our body. If you want some gruesomeness right there for you. It's almost like our arms just like float. Come right off just to hug other people. And we're left limbless, you know? And, and we're not very helpful when we're like that. And then we can't even help ourselves because we don't have arms. I don't know. That's a weird, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm a poet, I promise. I don't know. But 
You know what I'm saying. Spreading yourself too thin. It's never good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the truth of it. And, uh, and there's another part. The community part. Where when we're stripped down and we're just a child without our village. Those moments can feel incredibly, incredibly lonely and isolating because they typically happen when we feel out of place and we feel in danger. We do not feel safe. And if we were surrounded by like-minded people no alcohol or drugs whatsoever. We were in our comfort zone. We wouldn't be feeling like that, right? It's when we kind of venture out into a place that used to be for us, but is no longer for us. And we have this grief that occurs because we're mourning our past lives. Or we are going into a place that we feel obligated to go to. but is not safe for us to go. And we get deeply triggered by those things. And so we feel like the people that are there, they're supposed to be our village, but suddenly they're strangers. We're there, they're around us. It's supposed to be a celebration, but it feels like a funeral. That's what all of this poem is about. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to pay deep, deep, close, close attention to these moments. Because when we're in it, when we're in the shit, we feel super lonely, super isolated, like there's so much wrong with us, like we're so fucking broken. And every option feels bad. We want to scream our heads off, strip our skin off of our flesh, and just like light our own bones on fire. But that would be awkward. People would judge us even more than we feel like they're judging us. <laughs> We did something not so like that. So this is where that invitation comes in. These are the moments where the real work happens. And you get to make a choice. A lot of choices, actually. You can repeat what you've done in the past, which looks like a whole bunch of things. It can look like Of course it could drink, be drinking. It could look like drinking again. It could look like retreating to your cell phone and sitting in a corner and just texting all your sober friends, which is great. It could look like never saying anything about how uncomfortable you are. 
but it could also look like you standing up for what makes you feel uncomfortable and voicing your opinion on whether or not that item, person, place, thing, situation should be present in your life. Your only job in life is to feel good. And repeating the past negative cycles or passively not accepting the invitation to growth is not saying yes to feeling fucking awesome. Right? Feeling awesome comes from really hard work. It's things like, hey mom, it really triggers me when you offer me wine 10 times at Christmas dinner when you know that I don't drink. Or, no, you know what? Sorry, I can't make it to your New Year's Eve party tonight. Thank you so much for the invitation. Have a great time. Setting some boundaries. Choosing you. Saying yes to growth. Whew. It's really scary sometimes, I know. Even even hearing myself talk about it, I'm like, okay, cool. I can preach this shit all day long. <laughs> but when's the next bad day going to happen to me, you know? And how will I feel in that moment? What will I choose? And that's the thing. Your journey is your journey. My journey is my journey. We're just, we're just doing it one thing at a time, just doing the next right thing, just, just going for it, trying our darndest. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. I'm so happy to be back at this. feel really good about it. Uh, I'm going to sign off, but I'm going to read you this little poem one more time before I go. It takes a village. On the high days, I'm a goddess. A lone golden wolf with an iron howl. But the low days tend to hit me quick and fierce, like a deadly winter gale. My fangs are blown from my jaw. My thick pelt freezes and shatters, and what's left is just a child without her village. Love you guys. Until next time.